Uh, to give you an example, pre-COVID, uh, two out of five salespeople suffered for, uh, with mental issues. Post-COVID, uh, three out of five salespeople suffered with mental issues. But if your mindset and your perspective isn't aligned, those techniques won't help you to close a deal. Now I'm being very, very open, but I hope it will uh, help other sales reps. Welcome to the Revenue Discussion Podcast. This podcast aims to inspire and educate newest generation of revenue leaders on various subjects related to sales, marketing, revenue operations, and customer success. Every week, we invite an inspirational guest who is willing to share his or her insights, strategies, and tactics that has worked or are still working for him or her. Today, we have invited Kiel Allard to the show. If you don't know who he is, he has been in sales for more than 15 years and is now developing the sales health community for a better mental health in sales. What Kiel is about to share in today's episode might sound familiar to you, but please do consider your health before anything else. I cannot thank Kiel enough for having shown so much vulnerability. And it doesn't matter how great you are in sales, the stuff that he's sharing will most probably resonate with you. I hope you enjoy this one. Welcome, Kiela, to the show. Super excited to have you here today. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty fine. And thank you for having me here today, uh, Dylan. How are you doing? I am doing excellent. And I'm actually super thrilled to have you on the show because you have shared your story with me before. And I think this story of yours that you're going to share with us today is going to be particularly interesting for many sales because I know that a lot of sales are, I'm not going to say suffering, but are going through some stuff mm -hmm. that they think is not normal to have and they don't like to share it. And you here uh, are here today to actually do share that story of yours. And I hope that you will inspire many uh, by doing so and also help a lot by doing so. But before we continue with that, uh, maybe you should give a little bit of background, introduce yourself. Who is Kiela? Who is Kiela? Ho, ho, big question. <laughs> well, Kiela, in terms of sales, is uh, already active for, uh, let's say, about 20 years in sales. I've seen a lot in sales. I've done a lot in sales. I've been working for quite some big companies in sales as the Yellow Pages. I've uh, been working there for, say, four or five years. So I was like a dino in that company, in the, at the Yellow Pages. When you uh, can stay there for more than one year, you're like a dinosaur. Yeah, what uh, time was that, uh, actually? Because Yellow Pages, for me, Yellow Pages, that's like the physical book that yes. is so outdated, actually, if you compare it to it, the situation. It was outdated. Now. I started <laughs> the period when it was online. It was the beginning of the Yellow Pages, howdohits.be. It was oh, yeah. really the startup of the Yellow Pages online. So it was a new area in the advertising world and uh, doors have opened there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. And after that, yeah, I went to, the, to Groupon where we had the opportunity to start Groupon in Belgium. After that, several years in real estate. And then uh, I've had it with the sales culture that I have witnessed. And I started my own company also in real estate. Um, so that's why I can tell you a bit about mental health in sales when you started at the yellow pages and then worked in real estate. Yeah, because bring me in, in your story, if you will, because you had those several sales experience from yellow pages, Groupon, then you even went into real estate, but mm -hmm. what was it important for you to leave that 
corporate, because I don't know if that's really related to the mental health issue or story, I should say, um, of you going on your own. Well, um, to give a, big, a bit of background, the reason that I decided to be self-employed uh, had everything to do with mental health. I mean, everything. Um, every day in sales, you are uh, uh, exposed to anxiety, to fear, uh, with, with some kind of culture, with a lot of pressure, uh, with targets, uh, with objections, rejections, you can call it whatever you want to call it. And um, at the end of the month, if you didn't reach your target, well, there was some kind of manager that called you and made a plan with you to reach that target. But there was never, never one question about how do you feel, Kiela? How are things going on today, Kiela? Uh, mm. Never had that question. And to, to, to give you a bit of background is the moment that I, I called my wife and I was so excited that I did an upsell of about 200%, I think it was, with an old lady and she was 72 years old. I was so excited. I had my commission for that month. I reached my target. I went above it and my wife said, well done. And, and then I said that she was 72 years old and she replied instantly, are you serious? You sold something to an old lady of 72 years old? And I said, yeah, of course I did because she's still in business. She, aren't you ashamed? And after five minutes, I was thinking, actually, yes, I'm ashamed. I just sold something to an old lady of 72 years old who didn't have any clue what online advertising was. But I just did it for myself to, to, to get my target, to get my commission, but also to please my manager. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, I was thinking, but hold on. If she was my grandma and I would have known that some guy went over there and sold her something that she didn't need, no, that's not what I wanted to do. So I was always pushed in a direction um, to, to sell more, to get more, but never to please people, never to, to help people, never to help myself. And all the coachings that we have or had was about sales techniques, but not never about the way how I could perform better with my mm -hmm. mental health because all those rejections and also the moment that I had my uh, um, seventh, eighth, I don't know, panic attack. I called the ambulance. That was for me my wake-up call. I was Hold telling on. myself... You had, sorry, I interrupt you there, but you said yeah. you had seven to eight panic attacks, had to yeah. call an ambulance. Can you yeah. kind of picture the, the context that you were in back then? Yeah, I can. Um, well, it, it, it all started in the beginning, yeah? Um, it all started with, with doing every day cold calling and every day you have those rejections. No, I don't want an appointment. No, I don't want an appointment. So you begin to think I'm a failure. It's my fault that people don't want it. Hmm. So um, my mindset was, what am, I, what am I doing wrong here? Why can't I get those appointments with those clients? And then you go on. Hey, because the typical day of a sales is you wake up, you're in a good mood, you're willing to get those deals, but you always start with making appointments. And there you got, for example, two appointments in one hour. So it, your feeling goes a bit down, but in your mind you have, okay, within two or three hours, I will have an appointment and I will make that deal. 
But then first appointment is there. You can't sell anything. Damn, what have I done wrong? Always, what have I done wrong? Because at the end of the day, your manager will ask you, how was your day? How many deals did you close? Mm. So my mindset was always negative. And, and can I ask, is it because you compared yourself to other sales reps within the company? Is it because there was a target linked to it? Or is it really just because hearing a no, a rejection was just hard to take? Everything combined. But especially, especially, well, they, they always say sales is a numbers game, but sales isn't a numbers game. Sales is people's, not a people's game, it's a people's environment. So those numbers are, are really, really hard, but those objections, and I still remember my, my team manager told me, Kiela, don't take it personally. It's just about the product. But when you hear every day and you have by, I think it was 220 days in a row that you are working in sales in one year, and every day you hear several times, no, no. No, leave me alone. That's with your mind. <laughs> yeah, but not only at the yellow pages, everywhere in sales, exactly. everywhere in sales, you have every day an objection or a rejection. But at the end, you will take it personally because when you hear something several times a day, your mind is telling yourself, okay, it's your fault because you keep hearing it over and over and over again. So, and that was the moment that I realized, shit, I am a failure. And then the, those panic attacks started and it was mm -hmm. just some small ones um, with some hyperventilation, those kind of, and I was a thing, okay, what's happening to me? I didn't know what was happening to me. And mm -hmm. it went so bad that the time that I called the ambulance, I was laying in my bed and I was really thinking I was going to die. Really, I was really thinking that I was going to die. I couldn't breathe. I was paralyzed. My wife, she was in shock. She didn't know what was happening to me. So she called the ambulance. And at the time the ambulance arrived, my panic attack was over. Hmm. So I was ashamed. I was really ashamed. Those people came over and it was all over at that point. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's what I want to prevent with all those sales reps. Yeah, because... I mean, and, and again, thank you so much for sharing that story because uh, I can imagine it's not that easy or at least it hasn't been easy for you to go through this. But I think it's going to be interesting to, to actually discover how you got yourself out of that situation yep. because um, I obviously hope for you that you don't still have panic attacks or at least are, are, are hurting mentally like that. And so what did you do to take you out of that situation? Well... First of all, recognize that there is a problem and um, learning how to, to I, no, I learned to listen to my body and my mind. That was the first thing that I've done because all those mm. things that I was feeling inside my body, um, I, I had no clue what was happening. So I went to the doctor and the doctor prescribed me some pills and I took those pills, but it was good for one or two weeks and then the same thing restarted again. So there was a cause and I didn't know what the cause was. And I was on a journey to discover that. And um, I can tell you, it's not overnight that I discovered those things. It was over years and years of reading researches and, and went, went to those therapists and psychologists and those things. 
But the moment that I realized that it wasn't my fault, the moment that I realized that everything that I'm doing is coming from a fixed mindset and I needed to change that fixed mindset into a growth mindset. Hmm. And the, the, as we say every day, um, I'm, I'm talking to myself. Eh? Uh, I have an idea and, or, or to children, can you read in silence? That means that you're, you're reading at your mind. You're telling yourself a story. And that's what I've learned to change the voice in my head that it was more positive. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got the what if. It's all always, everything starts with what if. What if um, the next call I will be rejected again? What if the next meeting um, won't be the way that I would like it to be because I want to make that deal, but perhaps it's not the best time or perhaps they don't have budget or whatever, whatever. What if, what if, what if? Mm-hmm. So you're telling yourself a bunch of lies and the way that you will act, you will act in that way. You will start with, yeah, uh, how would I say it? A defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's so, so wrong. And I've changed that what if in something like, okay, that call wasn't that good. It wasn't my fault, but I have learned that the next time for that particular client, I won't call them in the morning. Perhaps it's better to call them in the afternoon, something like that. Mm -hmm. And always keep it positive positive twist to it. Yeah. And learn something about it. Don't, don't be so hard for yourself. I, I was always so hard for myself. Yeah. You asked the question, was it due to the targets? Was it due to the competition in the ter- in your own team or whatever? But in sales, the biggest competitor is in here. Mm-hmm. Is in the head. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because you, I mean, what you said here was to try to have that positive mindset. I can still imagine for many people that is going through a similar phase, it can be, it can be very hard to do so. But what are, mm-hmm. you know, suppose you indeed discover the symptoms of I am hurt mentally mm-hmm. and I need to do something to it. What would mm-hmm. you recommend to do or where would you recommend to go to or to talk to or, you know, what would you recommend they take mm-hmm. action of tomorrow? It's a, it's a hard one, uh, Dylan, because, um, first of all, you have to recognize it yourself. And the moment that you indeed recognize it yourself, you have to find somebody that you really can trust on. Uh, in my case, that was my wife. Um, <laughs> and, and, and what I always suggest to people is find yourself somebody that you really can rely on and don't go that far. Uh, it can also be somebody um, in, 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 now let me put it differently. If you want to find somebody who you can really rely on, go first through your family because they already know you and they won't ask you all those questions about your uh, professional life. They are really interested how you are doing and they have the best mm-hmm. intentions. Um, 
another thing that I would suggest is there is so much information online, but there is also a big problem with that information, which information is true, which is information is actually true and which information can actually help you. It it's relevant. Depends. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, but most people in sales, uh, as I've seen, and as we said already, are very competitive. Uh, sports is a very good medicine. It's a very good medicine, but there is also a big problem with it. And I had the same problem because I did triathlons. Um, and, and a good thing my wife told me, she said, honey, listen, um, you're always so stressed at work. You do triathlons. When do you take some rest? Hmm. But okay, but my sports is, 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 is for me, it's, it's, that's my rest. Um, she said, no, it's your honey. escape uh, field. Yeah. That's what I thought that it was, but it wasn't. Mm. No. And as I've seen with other salespeople, um, they don't take enough rest. They escape in sports, but we are so competitive that we want to be the best in our sports. Also, everything that we do, we want to be the best at it. So... We put the pressure again in our sport so high that our mind and our body never has the chance to recover. You know, that's, that's actually so true. That's a kind of an aha moment for me, but that is so me. <laughs> yeah. When I go for a run, I cannot just have my regular jogging. It is a race against myself every single time again. And I think that's yeah. what you know, makes me kind of special, in, you know, in my way, if I can say like that. But indeed, um, we need to get some rest as well. Yeah. Real rest. And that's the first thing that we should implement in, in our sales strategy also is give salespeople some time to rest, to recover. Because as we are talking about sports now, all the top athletes, how do they train? They don't perform five days in a week at a top level, never, because then they will get injured mm -hmm. and then they will be, uh, they will lose their, their momentum. And in sales it's the same, same thing. We are the sprinters of our company. That's what I say, but actually we aren't the sprinters of our company. We are the guys who run marathons and they won. You can run, for example, 20 kilometers, but the day after that, your muscles need to recover. Our mm -hmm. brain needs to recover also. And that's the biggest thing that I want to give as advice to all those sales rep and all those sales leaders. Give them time to rest, please. Mm -hmm. Because in the long run, they will get injured. And your yearly quota, you won't get it. You will never, never get it. So that's the first thing that I have learned. And that was, believe me, it was a hard thing to go out and run and run and have fun and enjoy the environment. And don't look at my watch every time at my heartbeat, my pace run, my distance. No. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. Um, again, thanks. Have a positive mindset. Uh, get some rest. And if you are finding yourself in such a situation, go talk to people. Go talk to people that you 
absolutely trust perhaps mm-hmm. some family because they know you already and they have the best intention. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that because sales is such, you know, high pressure, it's highly competitive that, you know, just anyone could go into sales or is it okay to to also accept the fact that maybe you just not, you know, sales is maybe just not for you and that's okay. What do you think about that? That depends on your own goal. That depends what you want to achieve. Um, for example, most people that start in sales, um, well, if I look at myself and a lot of people that I know, we didn't know what to do in the beginning that we started working. And then you have, there is sales. You will get a car, you will get a phone, you will get a nice commission. That sounds good. Let's go in sales. But that's not a goal for yourself. That's not your why. Why do you love it? And to give a better answer to your question, um, I don't think that everybody is made for sales. Why not? Well, I have another example. Um, I will use my son as an example. Apparently, he's very gifted or talented for basketball. And he had the opportunity to go to another big team in Belgium. And we said, no, we don't want him to go there. And they didn't understood, uh, understood us because everybody wanted to go to that team. And I said, well, hold on. If I will send my boy to your team, I know he is not that resilient to um, play under circum- on those circumstances, to play under that amount of, of stress, of pressure, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the same in sales. The pressure in sales is there every day. If you're not resilient, if, if you don't have uh, an answer to why do I want to be in sales or the answer is for money or for freedom, forget it. <laughs> you won't succeed at all. And you need to be mentally very strong and um, you won't get there if you won't be guided. Mm-hmm. And, and so my answer is yes and no. Yes, it can be if there are a lot of people that will guide you. No, if there is nobody that will guide you with those mental, uh, mental issues that will come along the way that we all suffer from. And to give you an example, mm-hmm. pre-COVID, uh, two out of five salespeople suffered for, uh, with mental issues. Post-COVID, Two, uh, three out of five salespeople suffer with mental issues. Three right. out of five. Three out of five. Do you know how much that, that is? That is um, much, <laughs> much more good than I could imagine. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so, so much. And, and Forbes also did some investigation about it. And, and talking about burnouts, okay, that's, that's the end of the funnel with mental issues. That's really the end. Um, if we see uh, 58 people in sales suffering from burnouts, if we go to the executives, 56%. If we go to marketing, for example, 55%. So that's still a lot. That's too much. Mm-hmm. But sales is way up, way up, way up, way up. And... It's so frustrating to see that every time I go on LinkedIn, every time that there is some kind of training, it all goes about sales techniques. 
how can we handle objections? How can we be better at cold calling? How can we better at closing? Blah, blah, blah. It's important. Don't get me wrong. But if your mindset and your perspective isn't aligned, those techniques won't help you to close a deal. Those techniques won't help you to get more appointments. If I feel bad, sad, whatever, it mm -hmm. won't work. And that's why I use the framework. I have the framework. It's called HALT. And what does it mean? If I feel, for example, angry, H, angry, mm -hmm. and I know bah, it's perhaps not the best time to have a meeting because all my focus will go through my guts that are telling me, Kilo, you're hungry, you're hungry. I need to eat something. Okay. Perhaps I need to delay my meeting with 10 minutes and just eat something. If I feel angry, well, I won't get... I won't pick up my phone and try to make some cold callings because I know it won't work because I'm angry. If I feel lonely, yeah, then I won't do that meeting either. If I feel tired, I won't do that meeting either. So those components are so important. And if one of those, if there is a problem with one of those, please don't pick up your phone. Just take your time. If you feel lonely, call a friend. Have a chat, feel better, angry, okay? Do some breathing or pressure points. I always use a pressure point when I feel a bit angry. That helps me. And then you will see at the end of the day, you feel a lot better because everything that you have done has a better outcome. Mm -hmm. So that's also a, a good advice that I could give to those sales reps. Please look at those four things. Yeah, I like that one. Halt the meeting if you feel hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Yes, correct. Right. Killer, let's maybe, um, because you, you, you mentioned already a couple of elements there, but when you say that 58% of salespeople are, you know, one, you know, in one time in their career can suffer from burnout, that's kind of an alarming statistics, at least to me it is. Um, and so I, obviously, I, I, I think it's always, the responsibility of each and everyone for themselves to mm -hmm. make sure that they are not in that situation. Mm -hmm. But let's also take a look at what the sales leader could do. What could mm -hmm. they do um, to make sure that their sales team don't get in such a you know negative spiral? It's a big one. Eh? It's, it's a big one. And, and um, what they can do is open up. Just open up. Just Reflect on yourself. How many times have you asked your sales reps? How are you feeling? Mm. How do you feel? How did you feel after that rejection? What went through your body? What went through your brain? What were yourself? What were you telling yourself at that point? Mm -hmm. Just one simple question. If you open up as a sales leader and by opening up, I, what I did was always the same thing. When I saw sales reps struggling, I told them a story from the past in my career that I had the same troubles and what I have done to, to mm. find a solution. I, I, for example, I would say, Dylan, I know how you feel. I also hated it to do cold calling at a certain point. And you know why? Because I thought it was my fault. And you know what? You know what I love that. Yeah. And then I said, you know what I did? I, I waited for five minutes 
I just took a piece of paper and I noted everything that I that he said and I was reflecting, okay, next time what can I say better to give the prospect a better feeling? Not trying to sell anything at that point, but how could I have gained trust much faster? Mm -hmm. What have I learned? And then after those five minutes, okay, I've learned something. You see, your mindset is completely different. Yeah, definitely. No, and what I like there, because indeed, when you have a sales manager, sales director, VP sales, head of sales, you name it, you have the perception that they are super sales, that they are in that position because they kill it. And perhaps they do, but... I'm pretty sure that everybody's going through some dots, yeah. some, some, you know, hesitations. Well, at least nobody likes rejections and everybody goes through that. Mm -hmm. But it's also a problem of, of the culture in sales. A, a, a person who nailed all his targets and became a manager, he reflects his own way of working to his team. I did it that way. I succeeded by doing that. Now I expect my team doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way. Being yeah. a manager, the word said is, you have to manage those people. You don't have to manage those targets. You, you need to be a people manager. We are saying that for several years already. Everybody's saying it on LinkedIn. People manager did, customer centric, that, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, it's always the same questions. How many deals did you close? How many appointments did you have? Blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Always performance, the same performance. Yeah. Yeah, it's always about that. Yeah, so, and you said also something earlier um, in that example with your with the sales rep. You said you wrote, you wrote something down on a paper and you asked yourself the question, how can I make sure that the prospect feels better, feels different. And I think that also could help in general, because when we think of sales, we also think of, indeed, I need to close a deal, the thing that you suffer also from in the beginning, mm -hmm. while sales is definitely not that anymore. It's really more about how can I help? And if they don't need my help, that's also okay. And when you use that mindset, it's probably going to be much faster, much easier also to, to accept and you know, pass through those rejections. I do believe so. If you just look at yourself, when do you buy something? Well, when you believe the salesperson and when you believe that the thing that he's selling you will benefit the way you are doing things at that point, there won't be any rejection at all. And, and, but again, at those rejections, that's, that's uh, the most difficult part of, of all sales rep. And that's how it all started with myself eh? to give you another example. Um, the moment that I really realized that I had to change something and, and now I'm being very, very open, but I hope it will uh, help other sales reps. Normally, I would have gone on a honeymoon to New York with my wife. I was the first person in the history at Zaventem that left an airplane because I had a panic attack at the airplane the moment that we normally took off. So it all started in sales, everyday rejection, panic attacks, calling an ambulance. Uh, I also uh, was hospitalized once 
because I had, oh, now I don't know the name in, in English, uh, a crisis internally. Uh, let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and, and then the panic attack in the airplane, but it also did go further. Um, when I was, um, I had an appointment in, in Limburg here in Belgium and it was a drive of 15 minutes, I think. And I was 10 minutes away of my appointment and I also had a panic attack. I parked myself, I called my wife and uh, I couldn't do that meeting. You know what happened? Tell me. My manager called me and he said, Kiela, why couldn't you do that meeting? I had to lie. I had to lie mm. because when at that point I would have said, I didn't felt that good to do that meeting. But do you think that he would reply? Dude, that is such an alarming symptom. If you feel yourself lying to your team, to your manager. Yeah. But that's that a culture definitely. that there is in sales. Eh? That's a culture. Eh? We are all egos with masks on. And those masks need to be taken off and, and be yourself and, and be open and... But that's the reality. How many people in sales doesn't suffer every day from headaches or are so tired or don't eat that well? Yeah, you're on the road, you go for a sandwich, you have a meeting, you have a lunch meeting, all those things combined, your nutrition, the way you, you live, the way you think. We are no robots, we are no machines. At some certain point, we will crash. Mm -hmm. It's the same. If we compare it with machines, you can compare it with a virus that is on our computer. When a virus is on our computer, you will see some weird stuff going on on your screen. Uh, loading time will be longer. Uh, your internet connection will be lost. Uh, you name it, several things will happen. But the same thing will happen with your body. The way you react, it will go slower. You will be agitate, agitated. You will be get angry. Uh, your environment, you will get angry to your wife, to your son, to everybody. So it's all negative, negative because of one thing. You want to have your target at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And ah, we have to be careful so with much. that. Yeah, and that's <laughs> why I really want to help those people because I know what can happen. I, I, uh, today I still suffer from panic attacks. I still do, but I know how to manage them. And I know, um, the feelings when I have one, I know that my breathing will be a bit faster. Then I know from, Oh, killer, hold on, hold on, just relax, start breathing. And something that I also do, and that is also something that I've learned my son is counting backwards from five to one. And when you are at one, think of something very positive that gives you a really good feeling. Okay. And I suggest, Dylan, try it afterwards. Just go five, four, three, two, one. And at that point, I always have the thought that I hug my son. Always. And it gives me so a warm feeling and I feel relaxed. And to give an example, when we started the podcast, I was also stressed. But what, what I've done was this one, eh? five, four, three, two, one. And I had a good feeling and I was relaxed. 
for me, it works. Perhaps for you, it doesn't work, but for me, it works. I, I think that's okay. Yeah, I think uh, key is to understand when you need something like that, and then you need to find a way that works for you. True. Maybe because you, you probably, I mean, this is for a couple of years now, so I can imagine that you have studied and researched a lot of things that you can do to... Because also, I mean, stress is never going to go away, really. You will always have stress, no matter actually also the job, not only in sales. So what have you found out that, you know, can help against stress? Hmm. It all starts with, with what I've said earlier. Eh? Um, the why, the why you want to be in sales. What's your goal? And everybody needs to have a goal. Um, what do you mean with has, goal then? Sorry? What do you mean with goal? With goal is um, what do you want to achieve for yourself? What's okay. the reason that you are willing to stay in sales? Because stress is there every day and it should be there because that's, that's, it's normal. Eh? When you are in a jungle and, and you see a lion, if you don't stress and you keep calm, well, you will be eaten. So you have to fly uh, or you have to fight one of those two. But <laughs> what we need to do is it, we, we need to make sure that we don't see that line every day st uh, standing in front of us. That's the most important thing. You have to tell your brain, okay, Kiela, it's okay. It's not a line that's standing there. We are just making some phone calls and that's it. That's it. <laughs> and the first thing that I thought being in sales was I wanted to gain a lot of money. I wanted to enjoy that freedom. But that has changed uh, over the couple of years. And my goal now, for example, the why that we are doing this podcast is my journey. Well, it was so hard. I struggled a lot. And I want to make sure that I can help, let's say, 1% of salespeople that are out there that they won't feel or do the same things that I have done. And if there is anything that I can do to help them, well, there is my satisfaction. Then I will be so happy and, and, and that they will contact me after one year and say, Kiela, well, thank you. But because of your tips and the way that you have helped me, well, now I feel more successful. The meaning of success has changed. It's not that I want to be that rich anymore or, or, or that I want to be a sales director. No, for me, it's now, let's say, uh, help my clients and, and, and help our company with develop better product for our clients, whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you start with that in your mind, well, then I'm sure stress will be there always, but it has another and a better impact. Yeah, definitely. And what's then, because... I also believe that you need to have a big goal, a big why. But then I also like to reverse engineer it to the mm -hmm. activities I need to perform today, next year, in the coming years to really make that goal, to make that goal happen. And mm -hmm. when you do that, reverse engineering it, you end up with having targets, having KPIs. And so what mm -hmm. is in your vision around the idea of targets? Because you have mentioned it already a couple of times. Yes, 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 yes. Um, well, well, you said also a very nice thing, the KPIs, the KPIs. Uh, everybody talks about <laughs> those KPIs. Um, well, those KPIs need to be there. Don't get me wrong. They need to be there. But at this moment, we are missing the most important KPIs. 
And those KPIs are, how do you feel? Did you sleep well? Did you eat well? Those KPIs also need to be measured. Because a good example is at uh, Friday after works with the company. What do you drink? Alcohol. What do you eat? Pizzas. But <laughs> is that good for your health? No, it's not good. Do I say you can't drink alcohol? You can't eat pizzas? No, not at all. I eat it also. Eh? I only don't drink alcohol, but that's another thing. I, I do eat pizzas and, and those kind of things. But reward people with something that make them better. Mm -hmm. and, and incentives, also another thing. Um, a lot of companies use incentives. Well, it's good when it's managed all right. But most of the time, when do companies uh, present incentives? Well, the moment that they see those targets are going down. Mm. Then all of a sudden, there are incentives. And what are you motivated about? That's not those uh, intrinsic motivation. It's externally that you're motivated to mm -hmm. get that incentive to get that reward but you are not busy with helping your client or helping yourself exactly so those things are also when we talk about targets those things need needs also to be targeted uh, there also needs to be a KPI about that yeah so it's 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 okay to have KPIs it's okay to have targets but sure. make sure then to incorporate everything also yeah. the thing that will combat the negative effect of having sales targets, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Kela, if if you if you have like one or two key messages, key things that people want to take away, want to take with them out of this conversation, what what would that be? What it, would it be? Well, um the best advice that I can give sales reps is Please uh, take the time to rest. Your brain and your body need that rest. If a sales manager is not willing to give you that rest, and I know there are some sales managers that will give you that rest, but others don't, go and talk with him or her and explain your situation. Explain that you can't perform at 100% every day. Well, actually you can, and you have to look at it as your glass of water. Uh, at the beginning, it's completely full and the 100% is the way it's filled. But the next day, it's only with 80%. So you will perform 100% on that 80% and then it mm -hmm. goes on 50%. So yeah, you're performing 100%, but the impact is less. The capacity gets limited over time. Yes, indeed. So... Talk with your sales manager or, or, or director or whatever to explain that and, and talk about the long-term goal with him or her. But then for yourself, is we, will, uh, we share a lot of tips and advices on our, on our website. Um, I do recommend, please go to our website and read all those tips and advices um, because I'm so sure that it will help you because it's 
helped me a lot. All those tips that I will give you there are the things that I have done myself. I tested them. Some won't work. Some worked for me. But perhaps the ones that didn't work for me will work for you. Um, but please take care of your mind, your mind, your mind, your mind, because your mind decides if your body is following you or not. If your mind says stop, well, you will stop eventually. You will it's stop, over. definitely. It's game over. You already kind of answered my, my following questions, but if okay. people want to find out more about you, Kiela, about your story, yeah. they want to have a chat with you, maybe they yeah. want to discover the resources you mentioned because yeah. they are, you know, recognizing yeah. some patterns there. Where yeah. would you send them to? Well, we will send them through our website and that's saleshealthcommunity.be. And um, all the research that I've talked here about is over there. We also have some eBooks, for example, with 40 things that you can do on a daily basis uh, to relieve yourself from stress, from pressure, from anxiety. They all will be there. Uh, but please do reach out on LinkedIn and ask me questions because I have been there and I know what you are feeling. And I know uh, from my own experience what can be done to resolve it. So please do reach out. I'm here for you guys to help you. And, and, and I hope that you will, um, you will, you will, how would I say it? Uh, get better out of it. Yeah. Killer. I love that passion. I love that passion. Thanks. And that perhaps will also be, uh, it's probably going to be a clue for the ultimate question of the podcast. A question I ask every guest that comes on the podcast. Yes. So if Keller Alarts would be a brand, yeah. what would it stand for? What did it stand for? Um, <laughs> it would stand for um, oh, definitely for, for your mental health, for sure. But it would stand more for you as a person. You as a person, meaning um, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, to ask for help. Don't be afraid to... Uh, go outside and be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. That that's what mm -hmm. helped me the most. I would be right, a brand. Be human. Yeah, I would show the world for today. I'm not feeling that good. I'm sorry. I had a shitty day. I slept so bad. <laughs> My dog was barking the whole night. Damn. But I will explain it to people, and then they will recognize it, and then they will say, okay. Kiela, we will leave you alone for one hour, take some rest or whatever, and you will feel better. Yeah, that's man. What I would stand be, for. I be think. real, be authentic. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. one of the key elements for good take sales. Take off so. your mask, for example. Exactly. Please only use it in, when it's carnival or whatever. <laughs> Not in your daily life. <laughs> All right. Well, Kiela, um, I will come back to you for Carnaval, then I, I will get my mask back. But until then, uh, I wish you a lot of good luck with uh, saleshatscommunity.be. Uh, I will make sure to, uh, to drop the link also on um, the website. Yes. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.